Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a while. Hi, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the program, The Dork Forest. You know the websites, dorkforest.com, thedorkforest.com. FamilyPetAncestry.com, AllThingsComedy.com slash The Dork Forest. I think that's what it is on All Things Comedy. You can watch it. You can listen to the show on at, at DorkForest.com. You can listen on iTunes. You can review it on iTunes. You can download it from the, on SoundCloud from AllThingsComedy.com. And All Things Comedy, they're, they're really, they're plugging along and they're trying to, to get this thing kind of exciting. So go over there to allthingscomedy.com and check out all the different shows that are over there because they're looking for, uh, they're looking for some clicks. So I want to be part of the solution. My name is Jackie Cation. I'm the host. The credits, of course, Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio. Bless him. And, uh, Vilmosh works on my website, JackieCation.com. And Mike Rickberg composed and sang the intro song that you just heard. He will sing the Mexican hat dance lyrics by him at the end of the program. I think this month's ad, I think, is going to be my friend Jenny Bergman has a, a toy store in New York City that I freaking love. It's called West Side Kids, and it's on 84th and Amsterdam, Upper West Side in Manhattan. So if you need, I I buy I buy all kinds of stuff there. And my favorite thing to get for my nieces and nephews over there are the costumes. And I got a magician, a pediatrician, a veterinarian, two night costumes so that the kids could each have a night costume and fight each other. This is over the course of years, right? Like there's only two. I just started doing this with the youngest kids. West Side Kids. And they have all the different toys. They have all the toys for whatever age. And then they have baby toys and they have kid toys and they have older kid toys. And then they have stuff I want to play with is what I'm saying. But I really like the costumes. So West Side Kids. 84th in Amsterdam in New York City, if you ever go over there. I guess I'm doing the ad right here. That's what's happening. Anyway, JackieCation.com has all the merchandise you might ever need if you want to buy uh, Jackie Cation-related items and Dork Forest-related items. We got the Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirt by my nephew. We got the, the Dork Forest uh, in brown and green t-shirts by Brett Chambers. There's CDs and DVDs of my stand-up comedy. Those are available. And my full schedule is on JackieCation.com. So there's also the Amazon banner. If you ever order from Amazon, if you use that banner as a portal, I get a small kickback. It's just, it doesn't cost any extra. It just as a portal to get to Amazon. It helps the show as well. You could also donate to the program. If you enjoy the Dork Forest, I'd love you to send 10 bucks a month. I haven't made it easy. I haven't set up a, a monthly donation thing because I don't like a monthly donation thing. When I donate, or you can just send me a hundred bucks a year, or you can send me uh, whatever you can afford if you would like to donate to the Dork Forest, or you can just tell people about the show. Whatever you can afford, whatever you like, I'm glad you're listening to the program. Jackie at JackieCation.com is my email address. Let's, for the love of God, get into it. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in Minneapolis. That's right, doing the Acme Comedy Company. Uh, this isn't going to go up until February, but what the heck. Uh, I'm here with, uh, yeah, Leanne Olson. And uh you know her as at Geekiana. You know her from such things as my Watership Downton Abbey t-shirt, which I wore out, sadly. <laughs> and I must purchase another, no doubt, at your geekiana.com. Yes, you can do that. 
Turns out attainable goal? It is. <laughs> excellent. I have made it findable. Findable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, excellent. So um, you were on the show very briefly. Uh, didn't you do the Doctor Who one? Yeah. Yeah, that was you. Yeah. All right, it's all a blur. Good to know. Good to know, Jackie, that you got it. Mine's like a seal trap. I came on and told you how much I don't know about Doctor Who. Which is perfect, Which quite honestly. Was really excellent. Really summed up uh, the Dork <laughs> Forest in a bit of a nutshell. But you emailed me recently and you said... You know, you've been dancing around these musicals. <laughs> Every you episode talk about, about it, and theater. you don't talk about it. And you had, I think, I think it was, I think it was Julie Klosner. You said we're going to talk about musicals, and then she didn't want to talk about musicals. No, right? Just weed it off. We weed it off. That it'll happen. It'll <laughs> <No>. happen. <laughs> so let's talk about musicals. What do you know about musicals? What do you love about musicals? Let's start at the beginning. Okay. I yes. think I saw. I think I saw Music Man first. Okay. When I was a baby, yeah, you know, like eight, right? Maybe. I think that was the very first thing I saw that was the movie. Oh, no. Oh, stage. Like oh, going your first to, stage production. Yeah. Chan Hassan's Dinner Theater. Oh, very nice. I'm sure you know it. You love it. <laughs> I've heard <laughs> so much about it. I've never been to it. <laughs> You've and never so, had the Chicken Chan? I can't believe it. <laughs> What's uh, the Chicken Chan? It's like their most popular entree. Oh, fair enough. Because yeah. it it's dinner theater. Yeah, it is. Much like Soap Dish. See, this is why nobody ever yes. talks about it because we weed right. off into Soap Dish. Right. But, uh, so you saw the music man live yes. and in person when you I were about did. eight. And I loved it so much. I wrote a fan letter to the guy who played Harold Hill. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And he wrote back to me. Well, which was super sweet. It is super sweet and probably shocking at the time. But when you think about it from, from the perspective yeah. here, how many fan letters was he getting? Not that many. Not that many. No. So he was like, of course I'll respond to this. Yes. Yeah, Excellent. and he was a dad, and he had a daughter who was around the same yes. age, and so Perfect. he was, he was great, and <laughs> he wrote me back, and he said, I'm gonna do Hello Dolly next, you should come see that. Okay. So a little PR, working the angles. Right, That's right. Okay. He's no fool. No. So we went to Hello Dolly, and his contract was up, and he was no longer in the show. Oh. But, I still like the show. Right, it was just a different guy. Yeah. Uh, playing Dolly. Yes. No, I've never seen Dolly. I've never seen Hello, Dolly. I've seen The Music Man. The Music Man is great. Yes. The Music Man reminds me of friends and family. Uh, (laughs) It should. Right, right. But it's a, there's always a band, kid. Yes. There's always a band. Yes. And, um, (laughs) it's, it's, it's The Last Starfighter, but with dancing. It is. And it's wonderful. I mean, what's not to like? There's nothing not to like. Yes. And I do, to this day, I like Music Man better than Hello, Dolly. I don't know if it was the early childhood trauma. No, but, Music Man. But it is. Just I've never better. even wanted to see Hello Dolly. No. Was who was in Hello Dolly? Was it Streisand? Who was uh, in the movie? I think so. Yeah, Whatever. I think. Now, what is the story of Hello Dolly? Is it is it a body eighteen sixties riverboat? What the hell is it? It's, I forget. Uh, shop owner, and he's got two young guys that are working for him that are desperate to have an afternoon off, and they sabotage some cans in the cellar, make them explode. So then, oh, the store smells funny. We have to have an afternoon off. So they go to, oh, what is it? It's a, it's a New York. Like the Bowery or? Are they, are are they in Albany and they go to New York or they're in Buffalo and I don't remember. This is the greatest stretch. Yeah. Yeah. This is, that is one of the things about musicals that always cracks me up is that they don't care. 
No. When I was a child, my stepmother used to say to me, her first musical, I think, was Singing in the Rain. Mm-hmm. And it was a movie. Mm-hmm. And she stepped out into the in, into the streets of Cudahy, Wisconsin, only to be forever disappointed that people didn't just break into song. Well, this, okay, I get it. People don't like musicals. I completely understand. The people who don't like musicals, you understand well, their point of view? I understand there are a lot of them, and I get why. Because I, I think it's just raw emotion when you have somebody out there just singing their head off. And it's just, it's like really off-putting to a lot of people. <laughs> and I get that. I completely right. understand. It's really unsettling. I know, but I think to some extent that they are, they are pushing away joy. Yeah. But not enjoy a musical. Because a musical can, and granted, not every music, and not I don't like every all musical. No, I don't either. Okay, like I do love all those early Rodgers and Hammerstein ones, but I there are scenes in those Rodgers and Hammerstein that I think to myself, "What are you doing?" Yeah, and I get that. But one of the great things I did is I took a class on the history of musical theater. Oh, really? And that Where? was uh, well, I, I went back to college as an adult, right? Which was wonderful. Because it kind of felt like I was getting away with something. Because <laughs> when I was an adult and I didn't have as many credits to finish up, right. I got to take all the stuff that I really enjoyed. Okay. And it was so much fun. Yeah, it's first free. class I went to was history and musical theater. I was like, you've got to be kidding me, really? Yeah. But the thing that I learned so much yeah. about um, Rodgers and Hammerstein is that really they were the first ones doing what they did consistently. Okay. I mean, there were tons of musicals before that, and there were tons of the follies reviews. And, yeah, they were more like variety shows. They weren't really they? were. They weren't. They sort of invented so the musical much, as we know it, with, with a story, with yeah, an actual a story, story and an arc and a weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when when uh, Oklahoma came out, yeah, people were like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> the the great what, was title, Oklahoma their first one. It was their first one. The great title of this article was. Uh, that the first thing that we read in this class right. was called No Legs, No Jokes, No Chance. Okay. Because that was the review, essentially. That, that, well, the guy that was supposed to be one of the potential backers okay. didn't show up to the preview. He sent his secretary. Okay. And she sat through one act of this, and she went, nope, this sucks. <laughs> this is the worst thing I've ever seen, because it's weird. Yeah, because she had never seen anything like it. Nobody had ever seen anything like it. Now we're all like, yeah, Oklahoma, whatever. Right. You know, but that was actually revolutionary at the time. Well, it sounds it now. Because there was one guy at the beginning of the show. Singing a song. One guy walked out and started singing and everyone was like, what, what, where's the, where, where are the girls? Where are the dancing girls? Yeah. There's no chorus. What's happening here? Yeah. And it was just odd. But we don't think of that now. We just think, Reno's Oklahoma. Right, right. Music man. But the thing is, is I love Oklahoma. Uh, I don't like Judd. I don't like Judd. I don't like the dream sequence. No. (laughs) Uh, There's a couple of, there's, there's problems with it, with, with, (laughs) I'm a simple woman of the people sometimes. Sure. And I, I found Judd genuinely disturbing. Yes. And as he was supposed to be. Yes. And weirdly they kill him. Yeah. And, But it's an accident. Right. <laughs> but they, but nobody cares no. except for they're psyched. No. And it's I such a weird... I took my daughter to that show on her seventh birthday. Seventh? Yes. Okay. And in the, in the very same theater at the Chanhassen. Okay. She had the stake. Anyway, uh, <laughs> she, her assessment of the show mm-hmm. was, why didn't he just tell her he wanted to be friends with her? Yeah. Like... 
she didn't understand why is there all this conflict anyway? Yeah. Like if they all just sat down and talked about it. No kidding. It would have been fine. I believe I had the same thought and <laughs> I, uh, was in, it was in 1975. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's the, th- I mean, that is the thing when you watch a musical. The yeah. suspension of disbelief. It's like all romantic comedies and with, with many yeah. sitcoms. It was the things that would drive me nuts with I Love Lucy sometimes mm-hmm. is when she would make clearly choices that no one would do in real life. Where you're like, nobody sets their clock back and thinks that they've set it forward. Uh, don't be insane. No. And, but the, the crazy thing is, is I love musicals anyway. Mm-hmm. It just, it just doesn't matter. So there's Oklahoma, which I loved. Singing in the Rain, which has the ballet scene in it. Is that correct? All Gene Kelly movies lose me. Oh, really? There's always... You're Fred Astaire, not Gene Kelly? Totally. Astaire all the way. Okay. I, l- I love Singing in the Rain. The other ones are Trouble. The Navy yeah. one. Mm. Eh. Not not for me. No. But, but parts of it are great. And he's a lot more acrobatic. He is. He than is. Astaire, but Astaire but is a lot more... But it always devolves into a really weird dream sequence. Or Yeah, like he gets to do ballet at some point. Wait, yeah, which is nice. But it Have you ever on. seen a ballet? No, not Me either. No, I've never like, seen a real bell no. like it in the theater. Chan Hassan doesn't offer them. They do not. <laughs> no, I've seen like small pieces of ballet in I'm a dance you. concert. Right. Like oh oh people like, screwing around in a in a variety show with kids. Well, like I remember I had to go to a dance show in college that was oh. required. Okay. So there was a ballet portion. Right. So I have seen professional ballet dancers and I but was only for 10 minutes distracted by how squeaky the floor was. So, right. I don't see, think I got what was intended out of it. Maybe next Christmas I go to see like the Nutcracker or something. Because it would be something. Yeah. It would be something to see, you know, like, like I've always kind of wanted to see an opera. And I've wanted yes. to see, and I've never seen an opera. I've seen one opera. You've seen and an opera? And it was wonderful. It was amazing. And did yeah. they have translation? Yeah. Up? They had the, the super titles when they put it above. The oh, big, huge like ones. captions, but they're big. Yeah, yeah. And they That's call the shrewdest idea. And they call titles. them super titles. Yeah. Well, nobody—they're not screwing around. Then no, they want you to get it. It was very cool. I really enjoyed that. What did they do that. before they had all those screens? Was there someone with? They you had to know. No, Italian? people knew. People knew the basic story. Okay, they just let it go. Yeah, I okay. don't think they were as caught up. Right, right to the, the nuance. Or, or, or it was just all of these comedy of manners where you just went to be seen at the opera and nobody gave a shit about the performance anyway. <laughs> right. So there's that. Right. <laughs> where there could have been that. Yes. As mm-hmm. I, w- I went down a rabbit hole today, uh, listening to Bridget Everett sing mm-hmm. and she's an amazing voice. And I don't know why I didn't know that. I knew that she had a good I didn't voice, know that. but I didn't know that. Well, and, and she was in the New Yorker. So she's kind of a, a darling of the of the of the theater scene in uh in the new new uh, New York City. And there's so much going on right now that I don't know about. And I freely acknowledge that. Yeah. yeah. There are so many And anybody cool gives you any guff about and... it, you're just like, "No, that sounds great. It would yeah. be wonderful." In other news. Well, like I... I said to you, I can talk about musicals up to a certain point at which I was too broke to buy CDs. Right. So I just oh, right. kind of dropped off and yep. had kids and stuff. Right. <laughs> You just started to perpetuate uh, yeah. the species. Now, uh, okay, so there's Singing in the Rain. There's Now, the ones, the the Gene, the Fred Astaire ones, mm-hmm. well, like, I do like all of sort of Bing Crosby and Bob Hope. Now, we like one of the same things, Now I was just going to ask you about it, because anytime anybody says South Bend to you, you say... Philadelphia Story. It okay. sounds like dancing. It sounds like dancing. <laughs> I loved High Society. 
Oh, which high, is the high musical sus- version the, with Fred with, uh, with Frank Sinatra and Bing Crosby. And yes, it was my favorite love movie that. as a child. And my stepmother, when I was about fourteen, was like, "I know you love High Society, but have you ever seen the Philadelphia Story?" And I was like, "No, what's that?" And she goes, "It's the non-musical version of High Society." And I said, well, "I don't want to see that." So and <laughs> and she was like, "No, no, it's really good." And I was like, "Yeah, but there's no singing." And then I went to college and I saw it. Somebody had a VHS or somebody had it. It was, no, it was showing, uh, my college used to show movies in the school, in the school rooms and like Friday and Saturday, my nephew uh, goes to college and, uh, and I, and he said, yeah, they have movie night downstairs. And I said, oh, do they get the 35 millimeter thing and set them up? He goes, no, they have a giant screen TV and people yeah. bring their DVDs of Nemo. That's not and a thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's something else entirely, yeah. Jackie. Fair enough. But yeah, so um, high society. High society, I loved, loved high society. People, you get a chance. Super cute, mm-hmm. Grace Kelly, and this is what every time we would watch high society, and we would watch it every time it was on. Um, uh, Nancy Cation would say to me, "You know, Grace Kelly wouldn't jump in the pool. Catherine Hepburn would jump in the pool." Catherine Hep- uh, Grace Kelly said she would not jump in the pool. Catherine Hepburn was like, oh, of course I'll jump in the pool. I'm not going to put a swimming suit on and not jump in the pool. And uh, <laughs> But what a swimming suit it was. Both of them. I mean, really. They both look kind of knockouts. No, I, I, okay, I haven't seen Philadelphia Story completely in its entirety oh, yet. Oh, there you go. I haven't. You will enjoy. because uh Because Jimmy Stewart, mm-hmm. Catherine Hepburn, Cary Grant, and the two actors that play... um The reporters? The reporters are... No, well, the uh, Jimmy Stewart's with the reporter, oh, but the woman, oh, oh. his love interest is amazing. Okay. She freaking nails it. She's the one who hits that line. It has the breezes, Duluth. Yes. And, uh, and Celeste Holm in the movie, whom I love. Was that Celeste Holm yeah. in High Society? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who played her in, uh, in Philadelphia Story. I'll look it up, Rangers. Yes. I'll look it <laughs> yeah. up. It'll be fine. Yeah. And I own the movie. I also enjoy Holiday, which has no music in it at all, which is Cary Grant, Catherine Hepburn, uh, romantic comedy. Holiday. 19- Just Holiday. Oh, not Holiday Inn. Not Holiday Inn, which is a great musical. I watch it every Christmas. Yes. And they show it now. I believe they take out the black face. Do they? I was sometimes, wondering about that. Sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. And I don't want them to. The thing is, is my national shame, I can, my white guilt can handle it. And I know what, it's, you know, I watched it this year because I love, you know, you, you take out the blackface, you've taken out the whole of President's Day, that, that whole number, right? Right. Which means that the actress and those two little kids who played his, his housekeeper, they don't, they're seen as almost like the, her song is, is X'd out. Right. Cause he's wearing blackface. I don't approve. It's uh but well, I I, think I understand why it's interesting to see these things and and it's I think it's okay to to look at it and be critical of yeah, it and just go and know, well hey, that's that was ridiculous that was a thing and we don't need that anymore it's we different won't now. be doing that we will be doing that from now on they did it there and uh, it's maybe part of this not movie just pretend that it didn't happen because it did oh yeah. Totally did. And it's a classic, like, uh, the E.T. thing where they replace the guns with the, with the walkie talkies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where it's just a, it's, it's a making, making everything into a Ken doll for no reason. You know, where you're just like, no, everybody's an adult. And get this. If you're watching it with your children, then you get to have a dialogue. Yeah. Cause your kids will be like, 
what the hell is that? (laughs) I don't understand. Why is that (laughs) happening? And then you can say, well, let me tell you about 75 years ago. Yeah. Uh, They weren't super sensitive, but I mean, almost every movie. And then, and the thing is, is then if you make it a, a taboo thing, people will use it just to light people up and it'll be a, it'll, 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 it'll morph into something. It'll come out sideways. I say probably if you don't let it just be yeah, and just address it straight on, which I I would prove. Do you like more of the movies than I only see movies. I never see theater. You, you generally don't. There's gotta be a Chan acid in LA. I don't understand why I'm not uh, heading out to, there's a thousand kinds of, of dinner theater going on out there. Yeah. Um, I should totally go see, but we went and saw Hedwig and the Angry Inch. I know. I was, I had I not was seen that movie. Thought that was funny. Yeah. Well, it was, I inadvertently, today is Andy Ashcraft's birthday. Oh, happy uh, birthday, Andy. Much uh, like a month ago. Or right. Whenever this drops. Yeah. You guys, Rangers, now you can know when Andy's birthday is. It'll be like Harry Potter. It'll be like knowing, uh, it's January 29th is Andy Ashcraft's birthday. Um, someone might want to remind me next year. Not to book a gig on his birthday. So I said, well, you can either come with me to New York and we can go see theater and museums and stuff for your birthday the week before, weekend before, or you can come on my birthday to Minneapolis and see my family. And he was like, let me not think about it and go to New York. And he's like, it's not that I don't love your family. It's just we we went to the Met. Yeah. We went out to eat. We went to see Hedwig and the Angry Inch with the guy that wrote it. Did you see mm-hmm. the movie or any of it? I, I, I have the recording. Okay. And I did see the movie. The movie okay. didn't stay with me. It didn't, oh, no. I only saw it once and it kind of... I think people who saw out. the stage play and then saw the movie thought that the movie did a really good job. I think so. But if you only saw the movie, like I never even wanted to see the movie. I was like, oh, whatever. And then I saw the play and it was excellent. Yeah. And the songs uh, are pretty good. They're amazing. They're really, really Are there amazing. more than like, because I remember there being two songs that I really liked. Are there more than that on the well, soundtrack? There's, I mean, the opening song, it's just incredible. Yeah. I'm going to have to buy the soundtrack. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. It really is um, amazing. I, I'd say there's probably four songs that that the dial goes way up okay in the and car crank it crank sure. it and sing it along that's great and, four songs mm-hmm. on an album that's yeah. a win yeah that's worth 14 dollars or whatever it oh costs yeah the whole album yeah it's it's amazing it's it's really just incredible and i think a lot of people were put off by it because if, if okay if you're not familiar with Hedvig, it's the story of this young man who east berlin east berlin um the year before the wall comes down, <laughs> he gets into a relationship with a man who kind of suggests that, you know, maybe you should try on some women's clothes. You just see mm-hmm. what, see if you like it, see what that's like. And, uh, eventually talks him into getting a sex change operation, which goes badly. Is that what happened? Yes. Yeah, I may not have gotten that. (laughs) You understand. I I have. I'm not laughing at you. No, no. I am laughing near you. Right. (laughs) The the lyrics go. I didn't really uh, understand. Okay. Yeah. I have a one inch mound of flesh where my penis used to be. Okay. Where my vagina never was. I mean, I think that kind of gives it. You know. Yeah. Well, I think that that was probably what they were trying to tell me. All I know was that it was weird. And I was in. I was in from the get. 
I was in from the get-go, and I was trying to figure out what the B message was the the um, of that, because it was in the end of the play. There is a scene where he either becomes the young boy or he embraces his own inner young boy. Which one is it? I don't know. I can't. Is it the lady and the tiger? I get to pick, I, or you haven't sure. seen it? Enough? No, I. I mean, like I said, I saw the movie version, which is really, really different and a mm-hmm. little bit more literal. Okay. Than the stage version, and and it really did not make a lasting impression on me. Okay. I, it really. So well, maybe I'll watch the movie, and they will spell it out for me, and that'll be beautiful maybe. for me. Yeah. I I thought of the B message. I would say is is really about being who you are. Yeah. And. And not letting any other, not letting a relationship define you and not letting the society define you. I mean, that's right. how I explained it to my mother. Okay. When she oh, got good. into my car and it was playing, she <laughs> said, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> is oh, your mother like musicals? She does. Yeah. Awesome. She she kind of, I mean, well, she took us to shows. Oh, right. Yeah. From, she was the one. age. Mm-hmm. And she, they loved, my parents loved movie musicals. Right. And they used to buy all the albums. Okay. So we had vinyl. Right. Of, say, West Side Story and... Well, yeah, and so did Nancy. So yeah. my stepmother. It's... Uh, I just got... Last Christmas, I got um, Guys and Dolls and South Pacific, the mm-hmm. movies. And... Um, the South Pacific, the movie, will drive you a little insane when you're like, what's happening with the color? <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's, <laughs> br- it's very bright. Fades into, during the middle of some song, it just sort of fades into a color. It all becomes You have watched it more yellow. often than I have. Oh, I've seen it several times. Yes, I would say. <laughs> it's like all blue. If you notice the color correction well, in the film. it's weird. Okay. I mean, it's an effect, but it's really... Oh, is, are they, they did it on purpose? On purpose, okay. yeah. It's really... Was it a statement of, uh, I don't of know. Asian freedom? I don't the know. The Red Dawn? I, no? No. Okay. If it was, it didn't, uh, didn't play. All right. It didn't, <laughs> didn't work. It's, uh, yeah, but I love, you know, cause I, 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 I do love that, that in those musicals, there were all these sort of subversive messages. Yeah. Guys and dolls, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> unless they were trying to convert everyone. To never getting married and then getting married and then being, and treating then gamblers. Being part of the Salvation Army. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That, Who knows? That part. I love that song though that nicely nicely sings. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Sit down, you're rocking the boat. Sit down, you're rocking oh, yeah. the boat. Uh, redone by I think uh, some Don Henley. I think it was Don Henley for in the '90s for Leap of Faith. Oh, for the, Steve Martin. Oh, there you go. Nice work yes. pulling that out of the air. Well played. <laughs> so yeah, so I have that, and I have hair. Okay. And again, um, hair didn't do anything for me. What What did you? Let's go through this then. Okay. So we start with Oklahoma and the Music Man. What's the next one you like? Well, I chronologically, liked, uh, My Fair Lady. Oh, right. I always had trouble with that, yeah. just because he was so controlling. But yeah. the music was—it went over my head at first. Mm-hmm. It really—I didn't get it. Gigi, Gigi. <laughs> I was uh, of an age where Gigi creeped me out. Right, that would have been, uh, I saw it before it creeped me out. Yeah. And then it was good. revealed to me later that I should have been creeped out. And so then it kind of creeped me out, but I still kind of liked it because it was Gigi. Yeah. Uh, I was Thank like, wait, heaven. wasn't she a kid just a Yeah, few she was a tiny, ago? yeah, two scenes ago. What's and happening then, here? Uh, he's grooming her to be his mistress. Gr- creepy. Yeah. yeah. I liked him better in Octopussy. 
<laughs> what would he play an octopus? He was the bad guy. Who was oh, fair enough. Con. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, so what? Uh, okay. Okay. So, so I liked I liked My Fair Lady. What did you I, like about My Fair Lady? The well, music I, I or the... the music? I think I didn't particularly like. Um, uh, um, Henry Higgins. I mean, okay. I think he was kind of controlling and yeah, yeah. And but it was weird in the end. Like I didn't get why the, I didn't see them fall in love. Sometimes I don't see that, no, in the they movie don't. you don't. And that's what I kind of appreciated about it yeah. was that he was intent on continuing on with their whatever working relationship. <laughs> I guess I don't know. But I was kind of like, well, I'm glad that she didn't end up with Freddie. Okay. Who comes over and declares his love for her because that's what he's doing. And she's okay. like, why do you love me? Right. What? You don't have any reason to. Right. You're being insane. Okay. And huh. so she doesn't end up with Freddie and she doesn't end up with Henry Higgins. And presumably, I, I'd like to think that yeah. she gets to be something after that. Okay. But. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember how that one ended. Did she just, just go off ends. into the... It ends. She tells him off. Okay. She gets really mad at him. And he says something like, you know, hooray, you're finally... A person? Speaking for yourself. Okay. And then he just says, where the devil are my slippers? Fade to black. That's the last line of the movie? Mm-hmm. I do not I believe it that. is. Okay, then. Yeah. All right. That is interesting. Yeah. And so, so what'd you like after that? Let's see. Um, South Pacific, obviously. Right. I really liked South Pacific. Right. Um, you have to be carefully taught. You have to be carefully taught. I think that's a, that's an awesome message. When you stop and think about it, that that it was blew included. my mind when I was a kid. Yeah. It, it kind of, it washed over me at first. A lot of these things just kind of, just I think we in did and, it in high school. Okay. Like I, I ended up seeing Auntie Mame. My fair, um, South Pacific and Guys and Dolls in high school. Right. Because my brothers, we went and saw them yeah. work on it as well. Yeah. Our, our, I started going to the musicals when our high school, like when I was in sixth grade, I started going to the high school musicals just right, to right. see them. Yeah. And that was Guys and Dolls. Okay. Which was so much fun. And then Annie. And of course, oh, right. I went through an Annie period. Did you go through an Annie phase? I loved Annie. Never hated saw it until I was an adult. Hated the movie. I um, was okay with it. I think I missed the window when I was supposed to fall in love with the idea of Annie. Yeah, I loved the stage version. Okay. It was wonderful. I always thought that uh, our high school did a better version than the movie of South Pacific. I was wrong. Okay. It turns well, out. But yeah. uh, I was 15. Sure. So there you go. Yeah. So I went inside that. And then uh, Annie and... And then we did Sound of Music. And oh, right. we did, okay, so we did Sound of Music, Music Man, Into the Woods, and The Mystery of Edwin Drood. Okay, I've never even heard The Mystery of Edwin. Not very common. Okay, is it a Sondheim? No, it's, uh, Rupert Holm is the name of the guy. And I, and Into know. the Woods, I never, I never heard of Sondheim until <laughs> probably 1998. Okay. I didn't know anything about it. And I I saw Into the Woods and my mind was kind of blown. It was a Bernadette Peters uh, production on mm -hmm. VHS. Yeah, and it was the American Playhouse. Oh, was it? It was a PBS production. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, I couldn't remember if it was a bootleg or not, but it I was know, not. It cracked me up when you tweeted about it being a bootleg. <laughs> 
Nope, it was just a <laughs> shitty version of a VHS, Jackie. Yeah. Turns out somebody didn't tape it very well. Okay, that's exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When and when I was in high school and I started doing more musicals. Yeah. We started listening to more and getting into more, and so Phantom of the Opera blew my mind. Now, why did that blow your mind? Because it was nothing like anything before it. or yeah. you know, it was not anything like Rodgers and Hammerstein or any of those. I mean, mm-hmm. it had a synthesizer in it for crying out loud. Right. I mean, that was thrilling at the time. Right, the hair kind of blew my mind because of that. And Tommy, sure. and uh, yeah, and, see, and I sort didn't of rock get to Tommy operas. until college. Well, until the stage version came around, right? And that was yeah, that was college. And then we went back and would listen to the, the soundtracks of the, the movies the and the concept album and see the movie. And the movie is, whoa, that's weird. It's spooky. Yeah. But uh, I never saw it on stage, so that's all Well, I got. it was supposed to come here to Minneapolis. Yeah. And they uh, didn't make it here. They went to Toronto and sold the entire set what? to the theater in Toronto. Oh, weird. So they said, sorry, we can't come to Minneapolis. We sold our set and made more money than we would make coming to Minneapolis. <laughs> so we didn't get a chance to see it. Wow. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So fit. Okay. So, so Phantom of the Opera. Who are these, who are these writers? There's Roger Hammerstein. Yeah. That's where I stopped knowing what the name of anybody is. And then there were rock operas like Jesus Christ Superstar and Hare. So Jesus Christ Superstar is Andrew Lloyd Webber, same as Phantom of the Opera. Okay. And okay, it's and Andrew chess. Weber and Tim Rice. No, right. he didn't do chess. Who did chess? The guys from ABBA. Which I always think of as Andrew Lloyd Webber. But it's not. Who is Andrew Lloyd Webber? Well, is he he's, not in ABBA? No. He's <laughs> just he's just the guy he's that just he a guy. did. Did he do a he roller skating one? Yeah, he, he did Starlight Express, is okay. the roller skating trains one. Okay. Which is awful. Yeah, yeah. I was in London when that was yeah. out. I saw chess. And someone was like, well, do you want to go see the roller skating one? I was like, not ever. No. I don't ever care about roller skating, so I can't imagine I'm going to care about no. roller skating and singing I tried together. to like Cats, and yeah. uh, I think I missed the window on that one, too. Cause yeah, I don't know. I don't know what really. I was supposed to be seeing with Cats. I, I don't know. It was Phantom of the Opera had at least the story of Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's it had... A, it's a fair... It's, it's a fine telling of the story. Yeah. Uh, I watched the 20th anniversary or the 25th anniversary, whatever we're on now. Okay. That they, it's on Netflix. And it's a, a concert type version. Kind of like, kind of like the chess. You've seen that one, right? The, the concert the version concert of chess? Of chess yes, I have. Oh, yes, I have. Okay, good. But they had one, uh, Royal Albert Hall anniversary okay. show and it's mostly staged, but it's, very concerty, kind of like that chess one, <clears throat> and I just, I just, oh my gosh, it's that, quite dated. That's right, because Tim Rice did the book for chess. That's yes. why I, that's why I mixed him yes. up because he, he worked with Andrew Lloyd yes. Webber on other stuff. He right? did, he did Jesus Christ Superstar. That's what. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, and then he and Elton John did Aida. Oh, in the early aughts. How do you spell Aida? A I D A. I, I missed uh, all references. It's Italian. Okay. So the I is an E. As opposed to Evita. Yes. Which, who did that? Wait, that's Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because they all have that Tim Rice feel to the music. Well, he does the lyrics, though. Oh, he does lyrics? Mm-hmm. 
Well, I don't know anything about <laughs> anything I'm talking about. Welcome back to the program. But I know what I like, you guys. Yeah. Did you like Evita? Have you ever seen Evita? I've or? seen parts of it, and I liked it. Okay. But um, see, now that's a, a an amazing example of the movie. I think being better. Yeah. The, Although the I have heard of some productions, some more recent productions where they really they shake it. it up and yeah. and really make. See, I the thing that bothers me about musicals too is. People get so literal with them and they, they say, well, Oklahoma is this way and you have to do it this way and there's no changing it up. But who says, why is that? Right, right. You can reinterpret uh, Eugene O'Neill. Why can't you reinterpret Oklahoma? People do it with Shakespeare constantly. Oh my God. They're constantly fucking with Shakespeare. Why? Mixed results too. No, definitely. And let there be, let there be mixed results. As the producer of Much Ado About Nothing said Mm -hmm. in high school. Yep. I can speak to that. Okay. Not a good idea. <laughs> it's okay. It was all right. But uh, everybody, you yeah. brought up the flagpole. But I mean, you at see? least, at the very, very least. Okay. So we, my husband and I, we worked on Oklahoma together. Okay. And he did scene design for it. Okay. And we freaked people out. This was in South Dakota. So they're very <laughs> freak outable. Note no to self. <laughs> so for the dream sequence, mm-hmm. he created a set based on... The set that Wanda Sykes used in her half-hour Comedy Central special. Would have oh. been, I think it would have been her first. Weird. This was in 2000. Okay. And we watched a lot of Comedy Central back then. Right. So she had this really cool backdrop behind okay. her that was kind of orange, and it sort of suggested trees. It was so kind of like, let's do that for yeah, Oklahoma? Yeah, because it was cool. Okay. And it was a really easy <laughs> thing to do because it was basically just a big curtain that you just pull across. But people were like, oh, what is this? How are we going to know where we are? Oh, well, how about the actors tell the story? Right. How about you're in a gym in South Dakota anyway? So my friend Jim Wooster, who's been on the program a couple of times, um, he's from South Dakota. And he, when he was eight years old, this is all going to lead back. It's a full circle, folks. His uh, There was a production in his third grade class where they did um, the history of jazz. History of jazz in South Dakota with eight-year-olds. He wore blackface. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a picture of himself in blackface from when he's eight. It's still not okay. Uh, it's still pretty funny. Uh, just going to leave it at that. Okay. Just going to leave it at that. Okay. Anyway. Um, anyway. So, so we we haven't talked West Side Story yet. Right. Now, who did that? That is um, blanking out. Um, it's Leonard Bernstein, but Stephen Sondheim did the lyrics. That's right. Yes. I saw a documentary about Stephen Sondheim. Yep. And and so that was the first time Sondheim got a big credit, right? Yeah, is that, correct? that was that was a big deal. That was his first yeah. big sort of he giant was break. Oscar Hammerstein's neighbor and friend and and, yeah Yeah. protege okay and so he got him the job on west side story okay there we go Mm -hmm. and so west side story i've never seen the end of it i understand they all die at the end same with king Eh, and i not all of them i know but i just uh most of them die same with king and i never saw the end of it and west side story is another one that people are not comfortable with and people get upset about it and they say well it's not realistic that these gangs would be walking around and it's like, well, uh, it's set on you know, Romeo and Juliet. But again, if you look at it from the, if you look at the movie version of it. Okay. From the very first seconds of it. Mm-hmm. And the movie versions are weird to us now because they play the whole overture. 
Okay. And that freaks people out because they're like, what? Something <laughs> should happen now. What's nothing's happening. But well, something's happening. The music is playing. First seconds of it. It's an aerial shot of New York. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of slowly goes in and it shows you the world in a way. And it's very fake looking. Okay. It doesn't look like real New York. Yeah, it's like prime prime colors and yeah, yeah, yeah. primary yeah. colors. Yeah, but it's I think that that's a really smart thing to do to establish it as here's the world in which this place, you know, this, this takes place. This takes place. This story happens. And, and it's clearly much brighter and no, much darker. There's black and white. There's no winking to the camera. There's there's hardly there's hardly people in the background that are like, oh, you know, what's going on over here? You know, <laughs> like, yeah. That's what. Oh, that's what made me so furious about Rent, okay. the movie version of Rent. Okay. I saw them on a talk show talking about it and saying, no, no, it's not like oh, people just spontaneously break into song and nobody knows what's going on. That's exactly what it was. Oh, really? It was like they had the characters from the musical on the street, and they had people on the street looking at them like, what okay. the hell are you doing? Which, okay, maybe that was a choice. Yeah, yeah. But it did not work. Because it pulled you out of the movie. Yes. You were like, oh, yes. yeah, this would be weird, yes. and now I've missed the lyrics. Yeah. Okay. But if you're it... looking at West Side Story, right, and you're just looking at it, I mean, if you're really paying attention to it, mm-hmm. which I do. Right. <laughs> which is one of the things you do. <laughs> yes. It's, it's a whole world. It's an entire, mm-hmm. it, 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 everything it's about it tells thing. a story. Yeah. And the, from the colors to the sets to the style of acting and singing and dancing was its own thing. Okay. And it translated, I think, very well to the screen. So it's, it's one of your favorites, clearly. I, I, I really, I, I can't watch it all the time. It's too sad. Right. I can't even listen to it all the time. It's too sad. It's really sad. But it's pretty sad. It's very impressive. It's, they did a nice job. It is beautiful. Yeah. I will say that. Jesus Christ Superstar is actually quite sad. And, yes. Uh, and, and, and creepy. And, and, and actually very creepy when you listen, listen to it. I listened to it, uh, the album before I ever saw the movie. Mm-hmm. And I would listen. It was, I call it my religious experience when I was 13 or 14. I would just, Nancy would come home from work and she's like, you're listening to this again? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And she said, well, turn it off. And uh, <laughs> my friend and I used to listen to it in her basement, working mm-hmm. on our algebra homework in high school. <laughs> and she, rem- we, and I think it was on vinyl too, because it was one of the ones that she had listened to when she was a little kid, right? Like really little when yeah. we were kids then. But <laughs> this was all vinyl. Yeah, this was yeah. whenever I, our house wasn't very big, and so the record player and the TV were in the same room. So whenever anyone came home, if you were listening to an album, uh, that was over. That was over. You got to listen to an album maybe 20 minutes at a time. I mean, I'm the youngest of six. Right. And, uh, See, and, I had my own uh, Fisher-Price record player. Oh, did you know? In my Rosen play? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Nice work. So I would go and get vinyl from the library. Oh, right. And, and check it out. And listen to them. If, if I could, I would listen to them on the big turntable in the living room. Sure. But again, if anybody else was home, they'd be like... Again, really, shut it off. Right, right. <laughs> well, and then I saw Hair in college with my friend Jenny Bergman, and when it was sad, at the, when he dies in Vietnam, spoiler alert, movie's 37 years old, um, I was crying so hard in the schoolroom, and we leave, and I was like, okay, a little warning uh, when we go see a movie, 
that it's going to be sad. And she goes, it was so devastating, wasn't it? And I was like, treat Williams. And uh, there's a lot of that in musicals. Yeah, and again, yeah, I think that's why people. it's off-putting to some people. It's yeah, just maybe that's so it. much raw emotion. Yeah. That, and I think people have a tough time reconciling the comedy with, with that. With that real? Like Rent. I think that's real. Is, is really, can be like that. Because it's very funny. In is some, it? Yeah. Because I've never seen it. Uh, and I've never heard it or any of it. So. 20 times. Right. In the theater. Awesome. Camped out for front row seats. Sure. Uh, sitting on the sidewalk. Nope. Ordway. Board, Ordway. Yeah. Ordway here in Minneapolis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The... You know, basic story of that one. I mean, it's Lava Wham. Yeah, I, but it's uh, wait, set in New York. Doesn't. But no. it's, tell me what okay. it is, because okay. I clearly do not. Okay, it's the story of Lava Wham, but okay. it's set in New York. In what's the story of Lava Wham? Well, it's a bunch of artists, a bunch of completely broke artists. Okay, and in, in this case, they're living. They're squatters in Alphabet City, New York. Okay, and they they all have aspirations of different sorts. Oh, okay. Some are writers, some are dancers, some are singers, right, some right. are whatever. Yeah. And that's convenient when you're putting a musical together because you I know. need everybody. <laughs> and there's some drug addicts and there's some people that have AIDS. Okay. Um, and they're all trying to make the rent. Yes. Yeah. Their one friend owns the building. He sold out. He married a rich oh, okay. lady. Okay. Socialite lady. Yeah. So he owns the building and he's like, got to pay rent. And they're like, we're not going to pay rent. And <laughs> rent, 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 rent. Anyway. Uh, but it's really very funny in the beginning. And it's very non-realistic right from the beginning. Okay. The two main characters, Roger and Mark, come out on the stage and they have a trash can. Mm-hmm. And they say, this is our stove. Okay. And we have an electrical cord running out the window. That's mm-hmm. all of our electricity. And this is all we have. Okay. And they're burning scripts to keep warm. Okay. Yeah. And that's that's how the opera begins. That's too. very funny. They're yeah. burning, I think, sheet music in the opera. But um, I had a point about rent. Right. I totally <laughs> had a point about that. But, oh, it's very funny to start with. Yes. But by the end... Everyone's half of them are dead. One of them's dead. One of them's dying. Um, they fight and they go People away and they come back and yeah, and it's sad and you know, there's a near death experience and okay. you know, and it's like, well, it's probably going to happen again. She's probably still going to die. Right. But you know, she lived this time. Hey. And so, and so, so you, I mean, the thing, most musicals are kind of like, I mean, I like the happier ones. Where, I mean, even at Jesus Christ Superstar, you know he's coming back. It's all going to work out. <laughs> and, uh, and hair, eh, what's this, uh, the, the corn fed guy, he lives. And that's nice. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I never saw the whiz. Yeah. I never saw, there were ones in the, in the next musical I think I saw was chess. Okay. And then I didn't see one until I think Into the Woods. Where did you see chess? I mean, that's really rare. Oh, okay. I saw it in London when it was still on in, in, in the West End. Weirdly enough, Andy Ashcraft saw it uh, in Los Angeles with all of his friends from UCLA. They loved chess. I loved chess all through college. And then I went to London to drink myself to death uh, for three months, and it was lovely, and to see theater. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I saw a theater and a couple of things. I forget the other two things I saw. And, um, and then I saw, I worked at a movie theater. So, um, see, I, there was, I never saw chess until I was in high school. One of the other high schools did it. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Oh, they did it. Terrible. We also really saw a production underneath an overpass in LA, a tiny, and there's three different, three, three different endings. Andy tells me. Yeah. Is they can pick whatever ending they want. And you're like, well, I don't approve of that. There was a hilarious article with that PBS version. Okay. Where somebody was talking about how there have been so many different versions of chess. There's mm-hmm. actually a version of chess that was staged as chess happening at a backstage at a staging of chess. Oh my god. <laughs> so oh my god. Chess within a chess? Yes. I, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just ridiculous. And see, we, so we all had just the, the album experience. Right. We listened to the album and there were people that were like, okay, do you like the one with the black cover or the white cover? Oh, right, do you right. Like the one with the flags on it or not the flags? This and, is the one situation. Yes. <laughs> and so that's what I would like to say about that. <laughs> and the PBS one has the third ending. Oh, as far really? as I'm concerned. Okay. Where there's the one where uh, him and his wife get back together. There's the yeah. one with him and the girlfriend get back together. And there's the one where he doesn't get with anybody. Right? right. And yeah. is that the third one? I think so. Okay. I think, yeah. I, I Where it's... And it's super... Yeah. And, you know, Rangers, if you listen to this and you think to yourself, the fascinating world of chess, how could it be a musical... Uh, think about the fascinating world of any musical and how, why it would be a musical. It is. It's just, uh, that's what no, I just love. Why not? Why not sing about it? Why not? <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's a barber. He's killing people and someone's making him into meat pies. Right. <laughs> why not? Sweeney Todd. Yes. I saw that only as a movie okay. with Johnny Depp, I okay. believe, and Tim Burton. And I didn't mind it. Um, yeah, I, all right. I, I think some people like the stage play a lot more. I, I might've so. seen a stage play of it and might've blocked it out. So I've seen some, some very mediocre theater. Haven't we all? I know, but I, I don't. I've been in some very mediocre theater. <laughs> right. I freely admit it's, it's sad, but true. Sad, but true because mediocre theater happens, but it's not, it's not the end of the world. I mean, the greatest thing about mediocre theater is that it's finite. Yes. I mean, it's just, it's a run and then you're done. It's I not like it has another, I think that's another reason for people to dislike musicals mm-hmm. because if you're in that situation and seeing a mediocre, seeing a mediocre musical and you're seeing somebody who cannot pour the emotion or does not have the technical ability or doesn't have a big enough uh, personality to yeah. fill that world. Yeah. Yeah. And the other sad thing is that all these musicals got produced by, mm-hmm. I don't know, on Broadway or wherever mm-hmm. and they cater it to whoever is doing it. They write the songs for that person. They put it in their best key mm-hmm. and they transpose everything and they make it perfect. Whoever, you know, Glynis Johns, Stephen Sondheim wrote, send in the clowns for her. Okay. And instead of, uh, singing, um, he, she sings, isn't it rich? Yeah. And instead of her singing, isn't it blue? Because he knew her voice. Okay. And said, you know, she's got a she's very not short. Gonna, right. She's not going to be able to hold that no, note. And it's okay. not, it doesn't sound good on her. So he, he wrote the lyrics for her. Right. To sound good. Yeah. So yeah. Then somebody else has to middle America has to step <laughs> into that and be like, you know, I was born to play this. No, you actually weren't. No. And no. it's hard for you. Right. 
It's like it's like when you find someone who could make clothes for you. Like mm-hmm. I have a couple of friends who have people who make clothes for them because I'm right below that level of show business. And I wish to be at that level of show business because how great would that be? Someone looked at this and said, well, we could make the best of that. Yeah. Let's see like what Oprah does, right? Yeah. She always looks amazing. Yeah, just... Here it is. This is, this is the ultimate, this is the best thing for you to you make would look you look amazing in that, you know, or in this case to sound perfect. Yes. So I, I think that we've all been subjected to, to mediocre, to the high school gym or the whatever, just really bad. Just terrible. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Yeah. And it doesn't mean we don't appreciate the work. Because you can I, ruin it. I understand. Yeah. And, and, and if you, and if you have a formative moment where you, that's the theater you've seen, it could put you off theater. I think you can. Yeah. Unfortunately. Which it's, it, I do know that in, in Los Angeles, there's a, a guy who books comedy. He's a piece of work, but his wife is an actress and she is always in something. She's always in a musical. She's always in a play. She's always in a revival and it feels Chan Hassany. It feels like dinner theater. It feels like, um, community theater and she could give a shit because she was born to act. <laughs> and so she's going to go off and if you don't like it, you don't like it, mm-hmm. but she needs to do it. And so that's what she's going to do. And I would like to see, I've never even seen her act. And Andy has a, uh, a friend, Graydon, who has been acting in things. And so I've seen him in two things. He's only small parts in these theater productions. But I think that seeing live theater is something to encourage. You I know? think so. I think it can be expensive is if you go to the big productions, but I think that there's smaller productions. Yeah. But I still think it's more than a movie, isn't it? Like usually, 25 bucks, probably. I think, I think usually. Like the I mean, it all end. depends. You might be able to get 15, 20. And here in Minneapolis, we really have tons and tons of options. Right. So there's always a live performance of something. Yeah. Right. There's plenty of music going on and plenty of comedy. Yeah. But it's, it's these sort of larger productions that you're like, because there's so much work. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the team that is involved to create, um, even if it's a solo show, even if it's just a one person show, Sometimes there's backdrops and, and set pieces and stuff like that that has to be done or multimedia. Yeah. And, uh, and it's just, it's so, it, it's a team effort. Yeah. It, it's. Do you still see a lot of theater? I don't get to see as much as I would like to because I'm broke all the right, time. Right, right. Cause it's expensive. Yeah. Everyone go to geekyana.com, by the way, and <laughs> yeah. buy some crap. That would be helpful. At that this would point. be. They can't yeah. hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to be able to take my kids to stuff. That's what I really, really wish I could do. Right. More. Yeah. Thankfully, they've gotten to go to things through school. Oh, or... right, right. Cause school puts on all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So they've been to like the children's theater and. You know, oh, right. Or, or this year, my daughter elected to go to a, a musical for her birthday. Oh, nice. And we went to Youth Performance Company, which is a really small mm-hmm. theater, but doing, does, does a nice job. Doing great things. Yeah. Still. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Cause but, yeah. So that's what, what did you guys go see? Uh, Dracula. Dracula the Dracula, musical? Dracula the musical. Very right. funny. That's very, a, very funny. How do they sing with those fangs? <laughs> <laughs> Very carefully. <laughs> they they write uh all of their own shows. Okay. So this is one my friends were in it back in the day. Mm-hmm. It was one of the shows that they did right before I started doing shows with them forever ago. Okay. But um they yeah, it's a Same wonderful show? thing. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so they Same don't write updated jokes. Stuff. Okay, updated jokes. So yes. sure, you just Yugoslavia's not always going to be available, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you got to bring it, bring it into the twenty first. Yeah. Um. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think I think there is a way to probably see more stuff, and I don't know though. I mean, some of it just takes takes legwork of mm-hmm. trying to figure out. I was like, uh, I guess I could usher. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think it's hard, too, because you don't know. And sometimes you get into something that you're, you know... Like, if you think it's going to be a musical, and you go, oh, yeah, it's going to be fun, yeah. and yeah, yeah, no problem. And then you have a barber who's killing, people, killing and people and it's not really age pies. appropriate. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> like, Oh, I gotta need to know what the, yeah, the plot so, is. I mean, I think it's not so much of an issue anymore. I think that with like movies like Hedvig and yeah. you know, people do know a lot more, but I think still there is this preconceived notion that it's musical. Oh, it's right. Happy. It should be super light. Yeah. It's now, great. Cause Sondheim, so he did West Side Story. Yeah. He's done Into the Woods. Yeah. He's done some other ones. Oh, he's done so many. So many. He's done so many what shows, are, and I don't even know them all. Right. What are your but, favorite ones, or did well, you Sweeney remember? Well, Todd is really my favorite. And, and that's his. That's his. Yeah. That's all his. Didn't know that. But, cocaine or not, uh, I, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if he was on cocaine, I don't have any idea. Is there but, a theory? There, I'm sure. But okay. I, wasn't everybody, I don't know. Uh, the story for Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Was a penny dreadful. Okay. And, I've read it, and it's even more insane. Oh, is it Penny Dreadful? Yes. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. It's nuts. And, yeah. But a real page turner. Really? <laughs> You're like, what happened, what happened to this yeah, guy? It was really <laughs> insane. <laughs> the, I mean, it was one of those that came out in the serial in the newspaper, mm. and and you Oh, could, it was a comic strip? It was a strip? It was, yeah. It a was, Penny Dreadful strip? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Episodic. And, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that... That story is just nuts. I just love it. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's Angela yeah. Lansbury and right. Uh, right. Len Carew is just incredible. Victor Garber's in it. Now what's Victor Garber? Well, I, I don't know him. He's pretty famous for going on to be in TV shows like Alias. Okay. He's uh, Jennifer was Garner's he, dad. Well, you know, the, the dad in, um, the, both the parents in, in Dirty Dancing. Yeah, we're huge. <gasps> oh, I love Jerry Arbach. Yeah, Jerry. So yeah, Jerry Arbach musical theater, oh, right? Man, his voice is great. Yeah, the guy who uh, in Murphy Brown who played the um, the the main like the haircut guy who was Which the lead. Uh, he he was the newscaster, the main newscaster, super stiff, okay, very wooden. He was a musical theater guy in Milwaukee. Okay, and because I got to what I got the guy to was on, balding. Nope, nope, the no, no. Uh, guy with, uh, oh, 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 yeah. gosh, yes, with the big voice. With the big voice and super, yes, super wooden. Yeah. I can't remember. I cannot think of his name, but yeah, yeah I know who you mean. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he was, he and was. And I like interesting voices. I like Bernadette Peters. I like Andrew yeah. Lansbury. I like Linus Johns. I, I'm not so interested in these Disney perfect Oh, right. The pitch perfect it's kind of just, stuff. I, it's, it's fine not, if it's not attached to somebody who's also been doing a lot of sit-ups. Yeah. Because then it, it makes them, because a lot of the young stars right now, no offense to it, especially no offense to the fact that they have to work their heads off. Yeah. But they all look the same. They have the same trainers. They have the same training. They're, they're, they're sculpting their bodies to, to look like the same people. 
It's very hard. And when you, they're on Broadway, they all sound the same. Because they have the a same voice teachers? I mean, they all want to be Kristen Chenoweth and Idina Menzel, which they'll never be. But there's this real generic, just super polished yeah. that I find really dull, which is yeah. another reason why I haven't kept up with. I mean, I, I, I know sacrilege. I don't know wicked. Okay. I have not heard it. I've not seen it. I didn't I, read it. I, I read it. it. Did you read it? Yeah. You read the book? Yeah. Okay. But I, I also ruined Lame Is by reading the book first too. So I could. Charles you know. Kimbrough. Oh. Okay. Who played Jim Dial. Yes. That's, that's right. It. Yeah. So. Yeah. That guy. But I just love character. He's from St. Paul. Huh. Charles Kimbrough. Huh. Who played Jim Dial. How crazy is that? <laughs> And, and he went to Milwaukee to do theater. And he went to Milwaukee to do theater. And, and I, and I said, so you did musical theater in Milwaukee. And, and he goes, a lot of places. He was sitting next to Candace Bergen and she goes, really? And he goes, I did it a lot of places, not just Milwaukee. And, uh, <laughs> not that there's like, anything wrong with not that. Not that there's anything wrong with that, I guess. And, uh, here's the good news. He's still working. Actually, he's doing video games, voiceover stuff. Oh, that's interesting. Nice. And, uh, yeah. I was almost in a musical with Josh Hartnett. Who oh, is from who's here. from here? My yes. nephew went to college with him. But How weird he is quit, that? So. He quit? Yeah. He got out? Yeah. Ah, uh, well. Oh, well. What are you going to do? I stayed in. You stayed in? Yeah, it was the, good. And you got to be in it? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I wonder, you know, because there's, Into the Woods was, I, I just saw the movie and I had seen that PBS thing. And so I really liked that. I thought that the writing on that was not only interesting and different. No, that was it. It was just interesting and different. Well, I think it's much more interesting than, okay, just Singing in the Rain was a great movie. Let's put it on stage. Yeah. You know, kind of like the producers. It's It was great as a movie. Let's put it on stage. And now let's put it back on the screen again. It's, you know... That's great. That's right. It's busy. I also really enjoy something like Into the Woods that is a complete and a new thing. Yeah, where like you chess. took Yeah, where you took something, you took all of these different stories and you're like, let's play jumble with it. Mm-hmm. And and that's fun. And there's there's I I do love the music though. It's just nice to have It is a bitch to sing though. All the music? Oh my god. Or to sing in general. To Sondheim to sing. Oh, okay. It's really hard. Yeah. Um, it's tough. It didn't look, it doesn't look easy. I'm a team singer, <laughs> so I'm good. And, uh, and my throat's been scratchy lately, so I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm not going to force you. Vehicle. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> I'm not the kind of person that, uh, if you bring, if you know those people that you even bring up singing and they burst into song, those are people who want to sing. Yeah. I am not that person. I like to sing, but I'm more of a solo or a team solo alone team singer. I'm a car singer. Oh, car's nice. Car's um, always singing along, singing yeah. along with things. Yeah. I like to sing along. Um, uh, not so much with the lullabies anymore. There was a lot of, there were several years of that. Sure, because uh, of the youth. Yeah, the uh, mom jukebox. Yeah, yeah, mom jukebox. Sing that again. Yeah, they were done with that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty much back to the car. <laughs> Well, Leanne Olson, uh, this was amazing. We have actually talked about, has this been something to talk about? This real? has been something. There you go. This has been something. Everyone, Geekiana, G-E-E-K-I-A-N-A.com and follow at Geekiana on Twitter. And thank you so much for listening. 
We've been talking about uh, musicals. Well played. Take care of each other out there. Thanks for doing it. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we, you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?